I'm going to bet you guys 10 bucks that when he comes back, we'll find out he never started the recording. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Hello again. It is time for the hard cap. My name is Peter and joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Alex. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Yoo-hoo! What's up, Peter? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Two, two days Hi, before the draft, two days before the big day when we get to make huge changes. This is exciting. Or see huge changes yeah. the Chicago Bears. You know yeah. what? And, and we're definitely going to be discussing that because we are going to have a confidence draft, all right? What we're going to do is we're going to pick our five most confident things that are going to happen in the next few weeks, either through the NFL draft or the NBA playoffs. And from there, somebody could win a big prize. Ooh, what's the prize? What's the prize? Is it a prize or is it more like somebody gets like, you know, cranked or pranked or is something bad going to happen? No, no, happen? no. No, this is actually a positive thing, not just our usual negative things. Oh, okay. So I'm not getting freezing cold water dumped on me in the snow. Definitely not. Got it. No. Don't worry, don't worry, Chris. No one saw it anyway. Ayo. <laughs> You're right. Ooh. Ouch. It never happened. Ouch. <laughs> Oh TikTok didn't like you didn't want to share your video. It's all right. I, I didn't pick good enough song. I didn't realize that TikTok was all about the song you picked. Oh yeah, Chris put out his video and it was like, yeah, because I picked I picked the Benny Hill theme song. I didn't know. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy went with Ice Ice Baby and was all, oh, yeah, yeah, was it three hundred views. Two days. It was Whoa, slow down. Whoa, three hundred. Man, you're next level did. now on the TikTok world. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard three hundred is a big deal. I actually He's just famous. got to two point six million guys. Um, Ooh. I signed my latest endorsement with uh, Sprite, so I'm looking forward to nice. it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. What's that new lemon lime drink? drink? Yeah, th- th- that they've been advertising during the playoffs, right? Star something. I don't. Who, I don't. I, who the hell knows? I see but... the advertising so many times. I still don't know the name. It's it's kind <laughs> of amazing though. The lemon lime business, like you have Seven Up, you've got Sprite, you've got, was it Squirt? Squirt's the other option, of course. And now you've got this new one entering the fray. Yeah, they're Sierra used to be Sierra Mist. That one, they no, got rid of not. it. That's still out it's there. Gone. No, it's gone. It's gone. That's, That's gone why this new one came out. Oh, oh so this is replacing it, Sierra Mist. Yes. Yep. Well, that yep. explains it then, Chris. Thank you, as always, for the context we require. Yeah, you know. Speaking of context, today Lance Lynn told AJ Przinsky that the White Sox are in such a bad place because they needed to learn a new, and I'm quoting here, system from their manager. A new system. This isn't the NFL. You don't need to to memorize plays. You need to hit well, well is, is it an approach? Like, he's saying you guys should play small ball or... That doesn't matter. You can... the, like, no, I mean, it does. It does. There's, there's some strategy to it. Small team. You yeah. have to have an identity. This you is the problem, Alex. Identity. This is the problem. The, the, the problem is that it has nothing to do with their strategy. It's got everything to do with their execution. Their pitching has been awful. Their hitting is, is very much up and down. Like they, they will have essentially one good inning a game. And then for the rest of it, they're just, they're, they're not doing anything. They're swinging at no, bad I, pitches. It's, it's been a mess this year. And playing been small ball is like, you, you still need to get on base to play small ball. They need to hit the ball. They need to pitch the ball better. 
this is not football. You don't get a new offensive coordinator and have to learn a new system. No new defensive coordinator, learn a new system. There is no different way of playing baseball. You can make tweaks to your strategy. And I, mm -hmm. I get where you're going, Alex. That makes sense. Sure. You can make tweaks to the strategy and it, and it does need to, it takes time. I mean, we saw the White Sox make that tweak when Isaac Guillen took over to go to small ball. And it did take a little bit of time, but it wasn't that long. And, and it's not like it, they stopped hitting and stopped pitching during that time frame. I mean, what I've been hearing is, is kind of the same thing I've been hearing for the last two years with the White Sox, where you just can't string things together. Like either your pitching is good, but your your hitting sucks. Your hitting's good, your pitching sucks. You know, it's 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 always one of those things. Um, it's, it's what I've been hearing as far as this season and kind of your MO for the past two years, especially with all those injuries and everything. I, I kind of long for those days, Alex, because it feels like we're not getting hitting or pitching right now. Really? Like either okay. one consistently. And we've got so many injuries, but at a certain point, injuries stop being an excuse. At a certain point, the player is just injury prone and you have to start looking elsewhere. And I feel like that's where we're at 100% with you on Moncada. Didn't we decide on him? I mean, we had that special Sox Topsy, right? And we said on the Sox Topsy that it was time for Moncada to go. They well, should have made a move. What's amazing, though, is that he was really good in the World Baseball Classic. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's the frustrating part about this man, is that he is such a talented baseball player, but he just cannot stay healthy. And it's, it's a back issue. It's one of those things where... You know, he's just got to feel better for it to for it to be better, and it could go bad at any time. It's it's a ticking time bomb. So kind of like yeah. a Kawhi Leonard. See the the baseball version of Kawhi Leonard. It's just not as good. He's he's not as good as Kawhi Leonard. No. But but I, I do need to point out, like I mentioned to you know, kind of before the show to Peter that I read an, or saw saw a headline that Rick Hahn is the worst GM in the American League. And at this point, I kind of got to agree. Something has to be done. They've, they've really shown us no change in the way they've done business in terms of player acquisition, player development since he took over. There was a, a good, good amount of time where he, we were excited because he had blown up what the team was, brought in some good talent, made some good trades. But since then, nothing's happened. It's just confusing to me why we're not moving the needle. Why, when we were that close, got into the playoffs, did we not take the next step when the players, and I've mentioned this before, were right there mm -hmm. for the taking in free agency? Yep. It's, it's really frustrating, and it pisses me off so damn much. Let's look at the other side of the city here. Let's talk yeah, to Alex about over. his cubbies. Come on over. Because on right over. now well. they – yeah, no, you guys have taken the the excitement mantle from the White Sox. The White Sox had that for a couple of years, but the Cubs are are shooting right back up the uh, popularity charts right now. Think about Chicago. Mm -hmm. The baseball mecca of the U.S., the Cubs are the heart and soul of it, all right? So this is a Chicago Cubs town, and it's understandable that you guys are upset that we're playing well, but... Well, uh, that's no, that's the thing. Are. Us, we're it's we're okay. not upset that you're playing well. We're upset that we're playing so damn poorly. It looks like you guys are playing well, and and, and it does. It looks like we're playing well. Uh, we're third in our division. We we knew Milwaukee was even better was better than us. Pittsburgh. Uh, we're we're in the wild card only because San Diego Padres have a 500 record. Mm -hmm. Dodgers didn't start the season very well. So 
we're looking better than we really are. But hey, I'll take it. I'll I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, we you... almost had we almost had a perfect game, but in in regular Cubs mode, we blew that mm-hmm. ourselves. It, it wasn't the other team. <laughs> yeah. But again, I'll take it. I'll take that win. Listen, it's the little things when you're building back up again, right? It's the little things. Yeah. Like Bill Murray Absolutely. once said, baby steps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any so so Chris, do you believe that they're done? Or is there still hope for this season? Man, I don't want to say they're done yet. It's too early, right? It's it's too early, but they are looking so bad and they're digging themselves into such a deep hole. Yeah, they are. That I'm not certain that, you know, even if they turn it around, right, and they've got some positive in the second half of the season, I think they're going to be in too deep of a hole by the time we get to that point. It's really sad, you know, because they've got some some things going on that could be good, but they're just they're just not harnessing that. Mm-mm. Yeah, 100%, man. They definitely aren't. Alex, will the Cubs make the playoffs this year? You know, really, uh, I would be happy if they're over 500. But they have a possibility there. I mean, they're in the, the playoffs right now, so um, I'm not going to say no, but uh, I'll be happy if they're over 500. All right. An emphatic not going to say no from Alex. Thank you, sir. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and take a quick break right now. When we come back, it is time for our confidence picks. So stick around. Somebody decided to join us a little early today. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, oh, guys. Man, I thought it was going to be Lamorne again. Uh, I'm the poor man's Lamorne. Oh, very, very poor man. old Matt Lamorne. Nope, nope, we're not going to go there. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Matt. I, I know it's a little, little too short notice for you to actually join our confidence uh, picks, but you're welcome to comment as we go along here. Can't wait. Alex, Chris, this is going to be the most important day of our lives for the next three to five weeks. Because right now, we are going to select the things that we are most confident about regarding the NFL draft and these NBA playoffs. Can I ask one question before we start? Alex, ask away. Is anyone confident about anything the Bears are going to do? Do you guys have a Bears item on your list? I do. You do? I I do not. I do not. What about you, Chris? Yep, I do. I have a Bears okay. item. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing them. I, I'm not confident about anything. I was gonna say I don't think it's high on my confident list, but it's there. <laughs> I've got like I've got eight items right now, and I, I need to pick five of those eight. I did not get a final list here, so this will be this will be interesting. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with the item that we're least confident about, and then we're just gonna move up from there, and we're each gonna take a turn. And we'll go as we go. So Chris, we're gonna kick it off with you. Which item are you least confident about in the coming weeks? You all saw the the Jimmy Butler performance, 56 points, right? What a performance. Yep. So I'm assigning a one to Jimmy Butler's going to follow up that heroic performance of 66, 56 points by finding a way to fade into mediocrity and fade into the rest of the team and the Heat are going to lose three in a row. Wow. So That's... you are confident that this is all a smokescreen for the Heat. He's going to disappear like he always does. Wow. Alex, what do you got to say about that? I have that as my number three. I'm a little more confident that that's going to happen. Really? I'm picking you have the Milwaukee that too, Bucks. Huh? 
yes, I'm picking the Milwaukee Bucks to come back and win that series. That is and awesome. I think nice. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons is that, you know, Giannis, he was out of game. He got injured. I don't feel and like they won he was that game. back. No, I, it, the yeah, Bucks they won without him. You're right. You're right. But yeah, he came back. I don't feel like he was uh, 100%, but I think as he gets stronger, um, they're going to take over. I mean, the top seed in the NBA, uh, top record in the NBA, they're going to bounce back um, and they're going to win this series, in my opinion. But yeah, I have that as number three. Number three, my confidence level. Great minds think that alike. Is, I was going to say, yeah, that is very interesting that you guys have different confidence levels on that. But I could totally see it happening. It's not on my list at all. I, I was thinking a little further down the line, but that's definitely something interesting. All right, Chris, we got your number one. Alex, what do you have for your uh, one-pointer? You might call BS on this. Matt, please don't. But I was not confident that they were going to make it to the NBA Finals or win the West. I'm a little bit more confident now, especially after seeing certain games and, and what this team can do. But I'm picking the Denver Nuggets, which I didn't have them originally before, to make it to the NBA Finals. Alex, I have that for my number three. Okay, interesting. That is very interesting. (laughs) But when the playoffs started, though, did you have them going that far? Not at all. Not at all. Honestly, the, the way they've been playing together, the way they've been playing as a unit has been amazing to see. They are killing the Timberwolves right now. They're going to face the Suns next. That's going to be a very difficult, difficult matchup. Extremely difficult. But I think if they can get either past one. that, either one. I mean, I think I think the fine. Suns are going to win. But even if they're playing the Clippers, I mean, with a with an injured Kawhi Leonard, um, that was going to be an easier matchup anyway. But healthy team, healthy Clippers. I think that would have been a tough matchup for them anyway. But um, but no, I was not confident with them in the beginning of the playoffs. But um, that confidence is growing, and it's interesting you have it at number three, and that you know. Kind of the reverse of uh, what, me, what Chris and I had with the uh, Milwaukee and Miami Heat series. Interesting. It's nice that we're seeing this version of, of them and not the chicken version, you know? Get it? The nuggets. Chicken chicken nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. So Matt's over there hiding his laugh. You can laugh. <laughs> if, if you feel it's funny, go ahead and laugh. <laughs> it's, it's more a laugh of like, I can't believe he actually thought that was a good idea to say. <laughs> He really went there. <laughs> All right, so that, that was number number one. Pete, okay. what's, uh, out of your eight that you have listed right now, what are you going for your number one? So my number one is going to be my Bears prediction. And this is a man that they have been focusing on this draft, that they will draft Jalen Carter with the ninth pick overall. Interesting, interesting. I wouldn't hate that pick. Um, no. I, I think he could be a really impactful player on defense. Um. But I think if Jalen Carter drops, I think Pittsburgh will want to pick him up, and they might offer a decent haul for that pick. Would you would you take that pick, or would you take those picks, or would you prefer Carter? I personally would prefer Carter because if you can have that kind of you know they call it a three technique in their in their offense, and that is kind of the anchor of their defense. Defense, I meant, pardon me, um, and that's the anchor of their defense. So if if they can get that guy, that Warren Sapp, you know what I mean, that that player to just kind of anchor everything down, you know that solves the defense for the next decade. So I I'm I, I would love for them to get it. You know, he, obviously he had some off the off the uh, field issues. I mean, he lied about what he was doing. He lied about where he was, and that was not great. But I feel like the Bears are really putting a lot of energy into him. And if they come out thinking that he's going to be okay, I'm willing to see what happens. 
I think the most recent mock draft that came out today, about four or five hours ago, did have him drop into the Bears um, and the Bears picking him. But every other mock draft through yesterday had the Bears going for Skaronsky, if I pronounced that correctly, out of uh, Northwestern, mm-hmm. the old lineman. And, and, and I think based on everything these insiders are hearing, that's if if the Bears are in a position where they can draft a three technique that, that could be a game changer at nine, I thought all along they would do it. But after listening to you guys talk, Alex, I think it's a valid point that they could, if Pittsburgh wants him, the Bears could trade down and still get their guy on the offensive line mm-hmm. and gain more draft capital. So I could see that going either way, really. So, so Peter, are you in your prediction, are yes. you also predicting – that Jalen Carter is going to fall to number nine. Yeah, no, I'm saying is with that, the ninth overall prediction. Pick, yeah, the Bears would not yeah. be trading up. I'm, I'm making that's the choice. Okay, all right. Yep, yep. All right, so that's my number one. All right, let's move on to number two. Alex, we'll start with you. The Lakers. As, as much as I want LeBron to just leave and go away and let the new generation just dominate like they should be, uh, he just keeps persisting and playing really well. <laughs> Free Dylan Brooks. Free Dylan Brooks. <laughs> had had he's the oldest player now rebounds. with with twenty points and at least twenty points and mm-hmm. twenty rebounds. Oh, I think he had seven assists too. Uh, that layup, that layup clutch. to tie the game at the end was amazing. Multiple. Like, the way he got Even it so overtime. high off the backboard, like yeah. yeah, no, they they were doing it all. Went went over the the top. Uh, uh, shot blocker in the league with that layup. So amazing couple of plays, few plays, uh, not only in, in the uh, last minutes of the fourth quarter, but also in overtime. Right. Um, yeah. So play, so Lakers are playing extremely well. The team's playing well for him. However, I do not believe they will make it past the second round. <laughs> At least I'm crossing my fingers, but I'm pretty confident that they won't. I mean, they're going to be going against either the Kings or Golden State. I don't think they can be either one. So I think after the conference uh, semifinals, they will uh, politely exit. It'll probably be, uh, I'm not throwing this in my bet, but I think it'll probably be a six-game series. So just to confirm, you don't want to say who will win. You're just saying that the Lakers will not. Correct. I don't know who they're going to be playing between Golden State or the Kings, but uh, either one will beat defeat the Lakers. All right, Alex has the Lakers not making the conference finals. Chris, that's kind of different for LeBron. He's used to making the conference finals. What do you think about that? It's funny you should bring that up. First, Desmond Bain. Wow. Okay. Great game. Great game. Dude, dude, could be pretty good. Could hit a three to save his life at the end. Neither could anyone in that team. But he literally is living up to the name Bain. Look at his arms. Like he oh, could yeah. be Bane. Dude, Memphis has like five guys that are just yes. like that. I it's... just saw it looked like you were watching one of those old video games where everybody's arms are totally jacked. Like what? It's like everybody's oh. Anthony Mason. It's insane. Yes. And that center too, who's injured from New Zealand. He has like huge buffy arms as well. Yeah. Oh, arms. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Adams. Uh, Dylan Brooks is a punk ass clown. I just want to throw that out there. And he should shut up. And I don't know if you guys saw, there was a little, somebody took a, like a phone video or something of LeBron before the game, walking up to Dylan Brooks. Did you guys I see that? I sent you that clip. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, was that's... that your phone that you took that from? 
<laughs> yes, that was me. I was right there. From your TikTok? All the way to, was it Golden was great. Uh, Los Angeles? Wow. So anyway, talking to the listener here, and by listeners, I mean Kevin. So I don't know if you saw this, Kevin. Listener. Listener. It was so funny how he casually just put Dylan Brooks in his place. That guy is a clown. He needs to shut up. He's not even good. No. Like, at least Dennis Rodman, when he would irritate the crap out of other players, he'd back it up with 25 boards, 10 points, and, like, nine assists. I'm sorry. His hair was awesome, too. And Dylan Brooks just has regular hair. So, Well, yeah, he has, up, he has his outfits. Brooks. He has his outfits coming into the game that are, yeah. you know, yeah. But I will don't say care. this. I, I don't think he could, he should have gotten uh ejected or did he did he end up being suspended not suspended no, right he got ejected just got ejected he just got ejected i don't think he yeah. should have gotten ejected because that he could have easily just been trying to go for a steal on a crossover so uh, so i i don't think that was an egregious move like the draymond green you know stepping on uh it's a bonus move but uh but no he he does talk a lot and then and then and then when he's when he loses he refuses to talk the last two games he would not talk to the media he just leaves yeah, dude, the way Dylan Brooks, after, like, he said what he said, and whatever. If you're going to be that guy, be that guy. But then to afterwards, like, play it off and act like it was nothing and then just not even talk to the media, just, it, it was not a good move on his part. It was really weak, actually. It was, yeah. The, the whole Polk Bears thing is just, sounds so bad now. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And if he would have just, like, I don't know, kept with it or, you know, performed good you just or, respect him you respect you know, him at least don't give him a nut shot something <laughs> all right speaking of nut shots chris what do you have for two points <laughs> what <laughs> what's that game show nut shot for two points so th that's why i think this is it's kind of funny that alex his number two is what it was because my number two is that we will see the iconic celtics and lakers nba finals this year that would be fun that would be fun i i, I would actually mm -hmm. would not hate seeing that as long as the, the lakers lose that would be fun <laughs> they would they would that that would be a great matchup that very well would be uh, do, do you think the celtics really have what it takes to get out of the uh, east though i think they'll turn it on yeah. yeah i do i mean yeah i think they will i think they'll figure it out they i mean they were they were in the finals last year They'll they'll get it going. I love Jalen Brown. I want us Dude. to trade Demar Derozan for Jalen Brown straight up. Can we do that? Can we make that happen? Just walking, watching Jalen Brown. He's not and happy Smart. with Boston. I know, right? That first ten minutes of the second half a couple days ago, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown just one after another. Points, 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 points. They were just going inside. They were taking easy buckets. It was raining. It wasn't about shooting threes. Mm -hmm. No, that's 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 a really good pick, Chris. So for my number two choice. I'm going to jump to uh, basketball here. I'm You've been gonna... on basketball. Yeah, you make a good point here. I'm going to jump to basketball in my list is what I meant. I started off with Jalen Carter as the first pick of theirs. Now I'm going to say that I want this to be the case so badly. Joel Embiid will be the finals MVP this year. I know he's hurt. I'm, I'm hoping he's going for that too. Stuff, but he's got, yeah. he's got time before the second run begins. I just want him to win. I, I am such a big fan of that, dudes. It's it's always been something. He's always played really well the past two seasons, but it's either he was injured for too long or some guy has statistically just too strong of a season. 
But yeah, I've been rooting for him the past two years. I, I would be ecstatic if he finally pulls it off this year. I think he will. I think a lot of people can be voting for him. But it, I think it's more fatigue. I think it's like, oh, it's Giannis doing the same thing again. Oh, no, no. doing the same thing again. <laughs> Alex, I said finals MVP. Oh, finals MVP. Finals MVP. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I'm but talking what about. about. Okay. Regular MVP, he's, I mean, obviously it's him and, uh, him and Joker. Like those are, those are the two finalists for the finals or for the regular MVP. So if he gets that, that'd be awesome. But no, I'm, I'm saying for finals MVP that he's going to get. Wow. So you, you're going for the 76ers to get to the NBA finals and win it all. Interesting. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of with Chris. I'm either Boston, Milwaukee. Um, but I, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I, I know I see it's your number three. So, well, that's your <laughs> confidence, sir. That's your confidence, not mine. All right. I gave two points to Joel Embiid making that <laughs> finals MVP. All right. All right. No, they've got a great team, dude. They've not only do they have Embiid I, and Harden. I don't trust got, Harden. I do not trust Harden. Well, He's and that's so fine. Because even if Harden's have, even if Harden's having an off night, you've got Tyrese you Maxey. You've got Tyrese you Maxey. And I and I don't trust uh what's the the other small forward? What about Max? Yeah, Alex is talking over you. He don't care about Max. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, he's he's great, but you need that third. You he still is that, need that third. third. Oh no, no, I think he's that guy. I think he's gonna prove it during the finals this year. I, I think Maxi needs to be their second because James Harden is so consistent that he's he's the third, but he's inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. Thank you, Chris. He needs to be the second, but Maxi's better than you're giving credit for, Alex. No, no, I, I, I love Maxi. I think he's their second. Maxi boy? <laughs> little, little Maxi boy? All I right. don't like James Harden. He's, he's the one that I'm, I'm concerned that with. That, that guy's done. Oh, James Harden's done. I, just, I, 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 think, I think mentally he's done. I think he, he wants to go back to Houston for some reason. He might be crazy. Is he crazy? He is crazy. We're all crazy, Chris. Three points, maybe... Chris. Who do you give three points? <sighs> All right, you want my three points? All right. My number three is the Bears will trade down but still get their O-linemen. So I kind of already, I mean, alluded to this earlier with that, what you were bringing up, Alex. They they might pull this off. They might pull this off. I'm going to need a little more specificity from you here. So trade down and get an O lineman at what point in the first round still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think they might still get trade down, you know, they could trade down four or five spots and still get their guy. And if, what is if, the, the Pittsburgh spot? What, if we do trade with them? Great question. Let's dig it up. Let's find out. Pittsburgh 17. That's not bad. So that's not bad. Dropping you know, I think there's 17. a chance that, that, you know the Bears could potentially the 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 mock draft I'm looking at has Skaronski going to the Packers at 15 though, and I'm seeing one right now that's got Skaronski going 11. I've also seen one that had Skaronski going 19. Right? He's I mean, all over the place. He is. So is Bijan Robinson. There's 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 going to be a lot of yep a lot His of short arms. Skaronski's short arms is is what's <laughs> stalling him. Yeah. No, really. That's that's all really? it is. No, that is I, what it is. Technique, you know, mm-hmm. performance. He's phenomenal. He should be going, you know, in the top ten at least. But that that one little, you know, it's it, it's a silly him. thing. Yeah, it's killing you, him. You would think it's you would think it's a silly thing, but I guess the way they got to block, it's it's very important. 
All right, so Chris, you say they're going to trade down and still get an offensive lineman with their first with their first round pick. You got it. That's your three pointer, Alex. Your three pointer was the Bucks still coming out of the first round. My three pointer was the Nuggets to make the finals. Now let's go with the four pointers, Alex. Let's start with you. Who are you giving? Four Listen, I, I don't know what the prize is. I don't know what the prize is, but I want it. I want it. All you right. Want it. So, so my fourth and the fifth are are super safe picks. They're safe. They might be called BS picks, but they're safe. All right. So for my fourth, my four pointer, I have that Tyree Wilson will be the first non quarterback taken in the NFL draft. We'll go third. We're third overall with the uh, cards. If you want to get more specific, Chris, are you okay with that? If, if that's what he thinks, I think it's not true and dumb. But you know, that's that's okay. what I was thinking too. But all right, Alex, you're you're gonna you're gonna Fine. go. Now, just a quick question. Why do you have such confidence in that? Well, I, I know that the cards aren't going to draft a quarterback. They already have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I feel that he's the safest uh, defensive player to take. What about Will Anderson? I, he, he's not as safe as him. I think people are more confident that he's going to be NFL ready than Will Anderson. Interesting. Okay. Really? After all we've heard about Will Anderson being like this generational talent. I'm telling you, get ready for it. Okay. This is what I love about confidence drafts, by the way, is the lack of confidence from everybody else about your pick. <laughs> but that's okay, because that's what makes that cool. Exactly. All right, guys, let's move on. Let's go to uh, Chris's four-pointer. All right, my number four. Bijan Robinson will be drafted. In the first round, which, by the way, probably mm, not smart. Mm, we'll be drafted in the first round by a team that needs something else way more. No, no. Uh, uh, that's, that's BS. That's way too vague. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a little too vague there. How so? Because we we'll drafted the in the first round by a team that needs something else. So a, t- a team that already has a running back. Because let's think about running backs. That's... You don't need a first round running back right in the draft. You don't, you could draft a running back in the seventh round. We've seen this time and time again. See Alex, Somebody this is why we needed reach. the BS rule. Am I right? Yeah. That's, that's, this that's is why BS. we need How's it. That BS? Cause it, it, it's also relative too. It's like, Oh, well that team didn't need a running back. They already have Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I could be super wrong and you could have a team like the Bengals draft him who just got, are going to get rid of Joe Mixon or already have. I can't remember. They kind of need a running back. So you could have a team like that that would draft him. You could have a team like Atlanta, who he's on a ton of mock drafts going to Atlanta. Who needs him? Are, are you willing what to I'm give us? Is that a we've, team we've already, that does we've not already need pressed him. the BS button, pick something else. You got to have something else on your list. Or get more specific with it. At least give us something else. So you want like a specific team. Yeah, you know what? You have to give us a team. You have give, to give us a, a team. team that... Yeah, when you say it could be any team who doesn't need him, that yeah, that's just too opinion based. Right. Fine. I'll give you a specific team that I think would be stupid enough to do this. The <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks could use a running back though. Okay. No, they couldn't. Did yeah. you pay attention last year? Not really. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. And and the Seahawks do have two picks in the first round as well. So, there is a possibility there. But no, so, if that's who you're going with, 
I'll, I'll I'll take it just because you picked a specific team. So you're saying that the, the Seattle Superhawks and uh, Seattle Seahawks will will draft. I was trying Robin. to pull up who else they had. So they got rid of Penny, but they Kenneth Walker is the reason why they got rid of Rashad Penny. Kenneth Walker was lights out last year. That dude had for, for like four breakaway, games. not four games. That like dude was games, awesome. Dude. You were you were all excited for like four games, and then you and then because you had him on your fantasy team, everyone you had you picked him up smartly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you drafted him or you picked him up. No, I didn't draft him. I picked but, him up. But you were like, I'm set. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then after the fourth game, average, no, average back, no, average. Kenneth- back. Kenneth Walker, uh, Seattle would be the team that I think that would be super stupid if they drafted Bijan Robinson because Kenneth Walker is a really good running back. Okay, but I will take that though. Since he picked the team, what 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 pick are they? I think they are fifth. Yeah, they have the fifth, fifth pick, pick and the, and they have the twentieth. I won't I won't give you both though. You have to pick either the fifth or the twentieth. They not probably do it with one, the to be fifth honest. pick. The fifth pick is the one okay. I'm talking about. Okay. I think that they'd right. be dumb. I retract my BS. Pete, is that acceptable? Alex, I not only Pete. deem it acceptable, but um, but, but yeah, yeah, it's acceptable. That works. <laughs> it's either I thought the whole point was that, 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 like, <laughs> as these numbers got higher, it'd be something that you're more confident about. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. Be more specific. You had to be more specific than that, dude. That was. You want me to be more specific, Alex? Yes. Don't specific. don't don't be one of those Atlantics, all right? Thank you. <laughs> and definitely, definitely do not be an Arctic. Nobody likes an Arctic. Nobody likes an Arctic. I'm glad you brought that up. I was afraid to say it, but thanks. <laughs> Speaking For of things, Arctics listening out there, we don't actually have a problem with you. <laughs> we do. Huge douches. Oh, Chris. Oh. Pump I've the brakes. I've never met one, but I heard I heard once about 30 seconds ago that they kind of suck. And it's true. All right. Wait, what? No, right, no, Pete, I'm in it too. Pete, what, what's yours? What, what's yours? What's your fourth? So I should have brought this up earlier, and I'm going to be a little more specific than you were, Alex, but my four-pointer Pacific. is that the Lakers will not survive the Warriors to make the conference finals. Okay. Okay, I can't hate on that. I mean, that was my my second, so I can't hate on it. It's it's a very it's a very likelihood thing. But you think the Golden State's going to beat the Kings? You think their their veteran? Uh, well, I mean, basically their experience is going to take them past that series. Yeah, yeah, I see Golden State making it out of the uh, first round and the second round, losing to the Nuggets in the finals. Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked when uh, Curry called that timeout. I was like, wow. That's uh, that's not a veteran move right there. That What's going on? was a rough, rough time for the Warriors. But um, yeah. but no, no, I think they're going to be all right. Chris, you have a very dazed look on your face. What did I just do to you, man? I just don't think the Warriors are going to make it past first round. Mm. So you, you don't like his number Kings. four? You willing to put five points on that? That's not my five-pointer. So no. Oh, well, then I guess you're not that confident about it, huh? I have a five-pointer. But you guys would probably say it sucks and stupid, and I need to change it. One can only hope. All right, Alex, let's go with you, yeah, sir. I go, I'll go first on this one, and and this is like I'll I'll be willing to bet my house on this. If this doesn't happen, nothing makes sense in the world. You know, Matt's Lamorn. BS. <laughs> you know, nothing makes sense. Uh, but Bryce Young will be the first player taken 
in the NFL draft. If if anything else happens, if if Carolina is willing to give that much for a project or someone who had a good combine or something, it's insane. He needs to be the number one pick. If he's not, Matt, you move to Virginia. I mean, that's just that's how nonsensical it is. I don't agree go. to this. Nope, too late. Alex said it. It is true. <laughs> Everybody knows you say it on a podcast. It is ironclad, sir. <laughs> wow. Okay, so C.J. Stroud. Oh, C.J. Stroud. I'm sorry. Bryce Young, 100% first overall pick. No questions asked. <laughs> And that's another thing, CJ. I mean, he had a bad te- like whatever test they do in the combine, mm-hmm. he did poorly in. So that's a, another knock on him. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty confident Bryce Young will be taken first. How do you feel about this, Chris? Uh yeah, it's really easy. Bryce Young's going to go first. Super easy. Mm-hmm. Of course, every mock draft except for one today that had a really stupid take on the first overall pick uh, has said Bryce Young going number one. So, yeah, that should be an easy five points for you, Alex. Chris, do you want to call bullshit on this? That depends. Are we only calling BS on how specific it is, or are we calling BS on how... Because the whole point is how confident are you, so I don't see a problem with that. If he's if he's confident with it, then what's the problem? I, that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't really think we have a case to BS this one. I no. think he made a specific declarative pick of the pick, and we should respect that. Yeah, that's my now. Pick. Is it a jerk move? Somebody who just wants to take the easy way out and not really oh, yeah, try? Chalk. Super chalk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we we're all well aware that Alex's choice is one of chalk. It's just like his elbows; they're ashy as hell. It's there's, rough. There's, there's dust everywhere from this one. I'm gonna go with my five pointer next. Did you guys know that there is a player in the NFL draft named Corey Trice? Real name, no gimmicks. Thank you, Alex. I, I, I know. I did not. Did you know that Robbie Anderson changed his name again to Chosen Anderson? I did That's not. Right. Robbie, Anders- Robbie Anderson changed his name to Robbie, changed the spelling, then changed his name now to Chosen. Chosen Anderson. Who was Robbie Anderson? Oh, was that the wide receiver? The wide receiver. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Carolina. Well, good, good for the him. funky hair. Yeah. Good, yeah. good for him. Sure. What team is he? Is he still on Arizona, or was that only a, you know, partial? Like like that. That was a one-year deal. I think he signed with. He started um, with Carolina, right? I think he started with Carolina. He got yeah. He he played with the Jets for a little bit. Um, he's he just signed a deal like a day or two ago with a new team. I just don't remember who it was. Just signed a deal. Maybe it was last week. Time flies when you're having fun. All right. So what's what's your your five pointer here, Pete? My five-pointer is that the Arizona Cardinals will trade away their number three overall pick. Ooh, that's not good for my second and fourth pick here. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's going to be some heads bashing here. But, no, I, I think that the Cardinals will trade down. I think that there are going to be certain teams that are going to be vying for that third overall pick and that uh, the Cardinals are going to see the value in it and make the trade. That's, that's solid. I like, I like that I pick. agree with that. It's it's very likely. I agree with that 100%. It's a great yeah. call. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't think there's anything else to be said about that, right? Matt, no, do you have anything no. for us on that subject? The more confident you guys are in anything mm-hmm. makes me think you're wrong. 
Ooh, nice. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Good point. That's the sort of contrarianism we were missing just so, now. So, would you give so, that a five then? My five against that being that wrong? Would you give that a, a rating of five and how confident you are that when we're confident, we're wrong? Yeah, I have a oh. five on the opposite of all your picks. I'll Some... take the other side of everything you all said, <laughs> this whole thing. I bet I'm right like 95% of the time. <laughs> Matt, no. You're gonna oh, play no. you're gonna be that guy that plays the money line on craps. Come on, dude. I'm the contrarian here. I you say one thing out of like 50 possibilities. Obviously, I think I'll take the other 49 that could happen. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Chris, cap it off for us, sir. What is your five pointer? Will Levis. That's right. The quarterback that does not belong in the same conversation as the rest of these guys will get drafted top 10 specifically. Okay, guys, specifically, I think Houston, being as dumb as they are, is going to draft Will Levis at the number two overall pick. Wow. Number two. Wow. That's really dumb. That's a real dumb franchise with a bunch of dummies doing dumb things. There was a rumor today that he he received word from Carolina that he was going to be the number one pick. I saw that. Uh, That's what I was yeah. referencing a minute ago when and, I said and, that one thing today that happened. And I, I, I believe even Vegas gave it pretty high odds that he was going to be drafted pretty high now. Yep. Am I right about that? I, I don't know if I yes. read in too, too far into the story. So there is a lot of chatter that now Houston and Carolina are both vying for Will Levis. Wow. Which yeah. is completely stupid. I don't get it. This I really dude, don't get it. It's just because he's that white pocket passer. He's 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 the Zach Wilson of this draft. He is. Just he's, out, out of nowhere. All right. Yeah. I, I've got I've got Dane Brugler's draft guide up here. I'm just going to read off the strengths and weaknesses for Will Levis. Well-built athlete with impressive physical traits, lightning quick release with above average velocity to drive the ball to every inch of the field. Strong in the pocket to brush off tackle attempts and make accurate off-balance throws. Stands tall versus the blitz and can withstand constant pressure. Improved pocket footwork in his drops and also his slides and shuffles to buy time. Composed and focused on money downs, 71.6% on third down or completions on third downs in 2022. Sells play fakes with conviction to draw coverage. Offers functional run skills and is a physical finisher to routinely pick up extra yardage after contact. Extremely high pain tolerance to bounce back and play through injuries. Super competitive demeanor and not afraid to fail. Who does that remind you of? Who wrote that? Zach Wilson? No, that reminds me of a certain Cincinnati quarterback. Really? Burrow? I think he sounds like Burrow to me. I mean, Burrow was a consensus number one pick. I mean, he was... I know, but like... He was phenomenal coming out of the draft. He's coming out of nowhere. I just gotta say, these draft profiles, the pros always make these guys sound like amazing, and then you read the cons, and you're like, okay. So, let's go there. Weaknesses. Average passing instincts, decision-making, and accuracy. Doesn't consistently trust his vision. Yeah, that's that's Could, not yeah, that Hold on one second. Point, like counters everything. I know, right? Yeah. Doesn't consistently trust his vision, creating too many hitches and pullbacks with his arm or disruptions in his base. 
predetermines his throws before reading, will lock onto receivers and trust the play design to a fault, needs to refine his lower body passing mechanics to keep all of his movements on the same page, inconsistent deep ball trajectory, often underthrowing his target. Now, who does that remind you of? Rex Grossman. No, 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 no. Not Rex Grossman. So Rex Grossman. Mitchell Trubisky. He targets his wide receiver. It's Mitchell Trubisky. Let's be honest. It could be any number of Bears quarterbacks. Cade McNown. Touche, Matt. Touche. Oh, mercy. All the Bears. Exactly. That could be any Bear. But that that is the thing about this guy is that his his positives, his strengths are so good. But his negatives are so bad. It's it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what and somebody does I've, with him. He's a wild he's card. A de- he's a he's a developmental like if you can get him with the right coach and he actually can listen and mm-hmm. actually come through on the things they're teaching him, then he could be great. It's a lot yeah. of coulds, yeah. But you have these other guys, you know, Anthony Richardson, for example, is an insanely stunning athlete. So n- no, he's not the one that stood out at the beginning but he's moved up the ranks because he's such a stunning athlete. So he's another one where like he needs more development on his passing skills, right? But Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, you know what they're going to do. You know, they're going to come into the NFL. They're going to be impactful. Are they going to end up being the best in the league? I don't know. CJ, again, he did not do well in that combine test. And every successful quarterback in the NFL has gone, I think a 70 or above, and he did not do that. He did not even remotely get close to that. So he he has a major concern. So uh, off topic, real quick. But uh, we were kind of upset in the beginning when uh, Ryan Poles uh, made that trade so early uh, in the in the off season. Are we more? Are we happier now that he did that with all this news and like all this uncertainty with the quarterbacks besides Bryce Young that he pulled that trigger so soon? I mean, would teams be less confident to be, to be moving up to draft these guys? That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. I, I really think he took the, the the old adage of like, you know, one in the hand is worth two in the bush. Like you had a great trade offer right in front of you. Might as well just take it instead of waiting down the line to see what could happen because anything could have happened. So to that point, I think that, you know, I, I'm okay with the trade that they made. But yeah, I mean... Well, shoot. And that's that's a great because I mean, think about it like this. Jalen Carter and Will Anderson were the two guys that everybody said Chicago was was targeting, right? Mm-hmm. And so in trading back, we're talking about a scenario where both of those guys or one of them could still make it to the number nine slot. Yeah. So I I think that the further we get into this, the more we see that this guy might actually be a genius. Yeah. Holes. Really good GM. Really good GM. He might be. He might be. He might. I mean, he might also be very interconnected with other people, and he might mm-hmm. be getting information that, of course, none of us are getting way that's, ahead of time. That's what he needs to be doing, though. That's all the job. Yep. Speaking of the job, that was the segment. Can we add in a bet here? So you each did three round, three picks, five or five picks for the three of you. So fifteen picks total. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say ten out of those fifteen are are wrong. <laughs> Easy. Wow. Yeah. Easy. Wow. Okay. I think between the three of us, we are gonna be more than thirty three percent correct. This is easy. We're That's geniuses. Right. That's what I'm saying. So let's, you you three versus me in a bet here. What what should be the wager? 
So you say Ooh. we're going to get five correct or less. Yeah. And we say we're going to get six correct or more. Correct. What do you guys say? Should we put his kids through college or what do you, what do you, <laughs> well, well, put my kids through college. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the bet could be. Cause I mean, obviously we don't want you to, to triple it up, you know, with, with each one of us, it has to be a little lenient with that. You could change that. Did you have an idea, Matt, of, of what you wanted to no, bet? I, I mean, I liked our last bet, which we never followed through on of like you still get a pie in the face mm-hmm. peter still waiting for it i like that kind of consequence yeah should we like eat, eat something disgusting like uh crickets like no that's that's too like it'll never happen like no one's getting no, how are we gonna know how cold happened. or warm it is if we do that <laughs> exactly jeez let's let's just make it something simple that's easy to like actually do Okay, listen. Um, uh, let's let's do this. I don't I don't think we're gonna make the bet right or figure out a good bet right now. I was going to. But I'll right. I'll make the bet. I'll make the bet. So whatever you come up oh. with in the next couple of days, I was just gonna say. What do I'll you got? Make it. Like if you guys all lose, all three of you, all three of you have to say something. You have to like say something to me that you would hate, and if I lose. I have to say something to you that like I don't know it would be like an overly nice compliment or something like just like something that you would have to say through like gritting your teeth that All would right. make you mad to say it. Yeah, something like you're a better basketball player than I ever was type of thing or stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> All right. <Not> true. <laughs> Just and we all know that it's not true, of course. Well, Give I mean, clearly example. you've got some insecurities there, Alex. I mean, you brought that up on your own. <laughs> oh, mercy. All, all right. right. But no, I like that bet. I'll take that bet. I mean, because we can actually do it. Like, we don't yeah. have to buy anything. We just say yeah. it the next time we're all together. Well, yeah. It's not going to be the next time because this is through the playoffs. Like May or, or June right. or whenever. Whenever we get back yeah. to it. So, so this will be the yeah. bet of affirmations. No, it's the bet of sixty, per- yeah, sixty percent and negative positive affirmations. We'll be right back. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, this that is going awesome. great. Okay, it is time for Alex's. Oh, wait, nope. Thank God, we do not have to have Alex's trivia question of the week this week. Guys, do we have any... Uh, oh. There it is. Perfect. Yeah. But Alex still does have to talk. What do you got, buddy? Believe it wow. or not, Alex isn't at home. Please leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, he's not home. George. Do I get a song? No song? No, right, dude. Well, it's no trivia. Listen, I'm not made of songs, okay? All right. All right. No are. song. No song. Kind of hurts my feelings, but all right. Uh, we're we're complete. We're trying to complete the uh, the best supporting actor bracket here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do two competitions today and then uh, finish them out uh, during our next few co- podcasts. But uh, the first match here is uh, two of our heavy hitters here. Mm. James Earl Jones. And Maggie Smith. So, Peter, I'll let you pick who you like to choose here. And, Chris, you are forced to do 
the other individual. No, I'm just kidding. You pick who you want to pick. <laughs> Pete, you go. I feel like James Earl Jones has still done amazing things as an actor. I mean, we can go back to the Sandlot. We can go back to Field of Dreams. So we can. So he, yeah. No, well, but what I what I want to say here is that he doesn't he he doesn't really ever star in many roles. But what he does is he punctuates those roles, and he does it in such a great way. He punctuates those films. He brings his his gravitas. He brings his his very like serious energy to these movies, and I think he does it in a really good way. So I'm going to go with James Earl Jones. Oh, and quick before we move on to. Uh, Chris here. Uh, last uh, last recording, there was a, a battle between Jennifer Coolidge and Gary Cole, and and it was more of a, of a preference. It was like it was a good, it was a pretty much a tie, but it was a preference pick for me, and that's why I went with Gary Cole. Is it, is that kind of the situation here with you, with uh, James Earl Jones and Maggie Smith? It's more of a preference. You like his movies more. You like what he's well, done. It's not even like he's done phenomenal things. That's what I'm well. gonna say. Like I, I don't, I, I'm not. It's tough to bring put one above the other. But I'm giving it to James Earl Jones just because he affected my life more right. than Maggie Smith did. So, yeah, I, I am making it personal for me. Okay. Chris, who do you have? That's where I'm at. How did he impact me and what are my memories? And I, James Earl Jones is involved in more of my movie memories. Maggie Smith's super talented, but James Earl Jones is, is like, that's somebody I'll never forget, right? And you know, to be quite honest and, and no offense to Maggie Smith, cause she is really good. And I, I, when I saw her face, I'm like, Oh yeah, I know who she is, but I had to look her up to understand, like to put a face to the name. And, and I think that happens sometimes, but James Earl Jones is iconic to me. And so I have to pick James Earl Jones. Good picks. Good picks. Matt, do you want to uh, say anything? I'll just give some flowers to, Maggie Smith here. What's what's your favorite Maggie Smith movie? I mean, I'm going to go with the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Like Miss I McGonagall, mean, she right? An influential role in that movie, and the emotion she gave in it, it actually made it seem real. And that's the most unreal movie there ever was. But it's done <laughs> in a in a way that you actually believe it. I I totally get what you're saying, James Earl Jones. Like you hear those words. And before you even finish, like James Earl, before you even get to Jones, you're already picturing his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, that's hard to beat. It's but also hard I, to picture a voice, but yeah. But you can't. You still do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll still just give it to Maggie just for some opposite end of the, the argument yeah. here. I, I think oh, great, she's great job. She deserves getting some flowers for sure. Uh, but yeah, James Earl Jones wins this round. Great job. So, uh, next matchup here is uh, Peter Stormare. Is that right? Stormare. I'm, I'm going to get this wrong every single time. Stormare mm-hmm. and Phil Hartman. Now, this is this is tough. This is tough. But remember, Peter was in Seinfeld, where he was the guy who was for, you know installing the holes <laughs> for the arcade machine. So he does do some comedy sometimes. <laughs> so, so Chris, we'll start out with you this time. This isn't tough. It's Phil Hartman. It's Phil Hartman. Hands down. Enough said. Okay, pancakes. Yeah, I mean, Give Peter... me pancakes. We go pancake house. That's Peter Stormare. That's that man in Fargo. Peter Stormare yeah. is a national treasure of multiple nations. Like, if you just need a scary looking dude, 
to be in a scene and to be menacing, he is that guy. If you need a nihilist who doesn't care about anything, he is that guy. I, I think just his his association with the Coens alone should should push him through. Was was he a good guy or a bad guy in Minority Report? I still don't know. It doesn't matter. You know what he was? He was unmissable in Minority Report, Alex. <laughs> That's what he was. All right, so this is great. There's a tie, and, and we have Matt here. So, Matt, you know what? I'm going to give uh, you the tiebreaker. Well, you may remember me from such nominations as <laughs> Phil Hartman. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I, he's so versatile, but equally funny in every bizarre, strange role, voice, character. Uh, he's, he's just, you know, what you want and a comedic character actor. By the way, Peter Stormare does comedic act work, does comedic work very well, and he also does serious work very well. Just saying he's a little more well-rounded. well-rounded. Mm-hmm. We're rounded. But it looks like Phil I Hartman don't remember him from such films as. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Get that right. Like Phil Hartman's winner. Before we move on, uh, what are your, what's your favorite uh, Phil Hartman character, Matt? The You May Remember Me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, right. he's been in everything, but you I mean, think this Mr. Stuff actor cares. Troy McClure is who you're referring yeah. to. Yes, yeah, of course. That, that, oh, Troy McClure. He's been in a million things, but The Simpsons, for some reason, is like the most like oh, attached he, he, to my brain. He voiced so many characters in The Simpsons. He was he was half the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Phil Hartman, and it, to me, this is an upset. Um, I would have picked Peter, like Peter. Peter picked Peter. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, um, we're gonna have to go with Phil Hartman. So Phil Hartman is a winner. Phil uh, moves so, out. Yeah. Okay. So for the next podcast, uh, we have uh, John Abos and Gary Cole facing each other, and then uh, Christoph Waltz and John Carlo Esposito. Chris, give me some MGA magic. I feel inspired by earlier uh, when Alex was singing. So how about this? Believe it or not, Matt doesn't have answers. Please ask your questions right away. And if we run out, we'll make some stuff up. Just get answers now. Believe it or not, Matt gets answers. And for those of you listening, what you can't see is the shoulder shrugs just like George. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. We've got... Okay, these are mostly NFL-based. Mostly. Mostly. I'm Mostly. Mostly. Actually, actually, they're all NFL-based. All right, here we go. So, have you heard that the NFL is now cracking down slash had a reason to crack down on some gambling issues going on here? They suspended five players, four of whom are on the Detroit Lions recently for violating their policies on gambling. Of course, as you know, the NFL, if you're in the NFL, you're not allowed to bet on NFL games. Mm-hmm. My question to you, I mean, well, one, yeah, you can talk about, you can go on about why they did it. What is it worth the risk, et cetera, et cetera. Is it worth the penalties? That's not what we're talking about. I'm saying if, if you can bet on your own team, what's the harm? I feel like we talked about that when that came up with Calvin Ridley a while back, didn't we? Like, 
what is the harm if it's your if you're betting on your own team? You're well, just you're betting, betting on, on yourself to win. To, to win or to lose? If to you're win. betting on your own team to win. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Because if you lose, you lose money. <laughs> and you lose the game. If you're betting on your team to lose, well, that's the, the White Sox, Black Sox situation. I mean, if you're betting on your team to win, it's like having stock in your own company, right? Yes. I, I honestly, I would connect it to that. Like, you're rooting for your team to win. So I'm I'm with you. I, I, I do not see a downside in it other than the fact that obviously they it's probably just easier just to remove gambling of the sport altogether. But I don't see a problem with it. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's what you're saying. It's it's easier to supervise it if you're saying no one can do it as opposed to making sure that everyone is betting for their team to win who does bet. Um so I, I think that that is the the you know, the main reason why, yep. uh, but like Chris, you know, I wouldn't see your harm in it, but it's, I think it's just as far as supervision. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I, I wasn't aware that that happened at all uh, about the Detroit Lions. Um, I, I mean, I knew about Kelvin Ridley uh, last year, which I'm surprised that they even did that because he got suspended for a complete year and, mm-hmm. you know, lost his, his, his uh, money for the year too, right? hundred percent of his contract. I think Jamison Williams last year's first round pick was suspended for six months because he gambled inside the field, inside the, uh, the field house. Either way, it's, it's yeah. a lot easier to just put a blanket statement out and say, don't gamble. It's a heck right. of a lot easier to just do yeah, that. Yeah. Cause so. I mean, supervising it would just be difficult, you know? Yeah. Like in an ideal world, if you just gamble on your team winning, then you're just incentivizing yourself to play harder, which in theory, that's fine. Like, but there could be all sorts of shenanigans where you connect with the other team and they bet their life savings on winning and then you throw it on your side by not betting at all and you just don't play your hardest and they win and then they split the savings with you. Like, there's a lot of back-end oh. shenanigans that could happen. Yeah, that too. That's Very it. much so. I mean, that's why it's best just not to do it in general, right? Yeah. All right, moving on. Question number two. So. Have you guys been to Vegas lately? No. I've never been to Vegas. I hear it's a blast, though. So we should we should all go and record there. Never been to Vegas. But you know who has been to Vegas recently? You. Are the Raiders? Mm. The Golden Knights? Yes. And the Aces from the WNBA? Oh, true. Yep. And soon to be the Oakland A's. All right. I mean, dating back to 2016... Vegas had no professional sports teams, and now they're on the path to have four professional sports teams. One, do you think that is the ideal location all these teams should be trying to move to? And two, if you owned a sports team or were going to start a sports team, what new untapped city would you go to? Ooh, good question. That's a real good question. Mm-hmm. That's why this is Matt gets answers. Mm. He asks the right questions. Okay. So, so uh, re- regarding Vegas, I think Vegas has always had, for decades, had always had the fanfare, but it, it's just the fact that they gamble there. So that's why most uh, most leagues didn't allow it. And now, since they're uh, all for gambling at this point, teams are kind of flocking there. But yeah, it, it's it's always. The city could have always supported a franchise. 
whatever whatever league it was. Um, I'm gonna have to get back to you on the city thing. I'll, I'll let you guys speak up on his other parts of the question here. So I believe that Las Vegas is a uh, a den of sin. It is a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. And by all intents and purposes, it is a beautiful place to live. Start a family. But that's the thing about Vegas. It's both things. Like, you have the strip. You've got the downtown area. You've got all the casinos. You've got all that craziness. But you've got a growing metropolis outside of it. You've got all these families. You've got all these people that are putting down roots in the desert. And so, of course, you're going to have teams that are going to flock there because it is a growing metropolis. I, I think it's got to be. There's no zero major sports teams in Austin, Texas. Yeah, but Texas population, has so many. Texas do. has so many already. But think of how big Texas is. It's, it's a huge state, but they have enough. It's I mean, they got Dallas, they got the Houston, it's they huge. got the Texans. Come on. They do, but Austin is untapped. Um, you know, I, I want, my mind goes to, it's got to be a warm weather location. And so I, you know, I think about like San Antonio's got the Spurs, but that's all they have. There isn't any other, there's no, there's no baseball. There's no football. Um, so, you know, could you, could you tap into that market? Maybe I feel like the Spurs have a good fan base. So, so would you go there with a football team? Would you go there with a, with a baseball team? Who else? They got the Rangers. They got the Astros. Chris, give me the Albuquerque White Sox. Well, move them to Albuquerque. Just take them away from Chicago. I'm taking them to New Mexico with me. That's it. That's my choice. Albuquerque. What about what about the Schaumburg White Sox? Think about that. You capitalize on all of the suburbs. They've already got the Flyers. They're good. Yeah. I'm in I'm in Richmond, so I'm gonna say Richmond. Uh, you know, we're right in between Carolina and, and Washington, so uh people kind of choose their their lineage with that, but uh, this is a huge sports city. I mean, we got uh, VCU basketball here, um, Virginia as well. They love their sports. I think we could be able to support one, if not two, franchises here. What about like Louisville, Kentucky, or Memphis, Tennessee? Places like that. There's not much there, right? Nashville has, they've got the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Memphis has the Grizzlies, of course. But, like, my point is, like, there's just these little sporadic sports. You don't have, like, Chicago's got every sport, right? We have everything in Chicago. Minneapolis, St. Paul has everything. Right. But you've got all these speckled cities that have maybe one, and that's it. But you have the population that could support multiple. Nashville's a great example. I mean, you guys all went there. I've been there multiple times. It's a it's a populated city. It's there's people there constantly. Why not have more than just it's a, a hockey it's a team? It's a bachelorette mecca team. of the world. Sure is. What about you got hockey and you got and you got football, but you could you could do a Nashville basketball or baseball team. Well, speaking of hockey, what about Honolulu? What about Hawaii? Yes. Yes. Right? Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, this is that that'd be tough for, for that team to go all the way to Boston. Yeah, though, for for a game. Or anything what about disadvantage Coast. all season long. <laughs> the Puerto Rico Puerto Rico team. Let's get some Puerto Rico teams going. 
That'd be nice. Were U.S. territory? Be. Yes. Why how not? About, how about Henderson, Nevada? Meh. No. Por- I'm on Puerto Rico. I think Puerto Rico or Hawaii. That's what you got to do. I was with Peter on the Albuquerque. There seems like it's a warm, so, decent population yeah. and doesn't have any major sports there. Yeah. All right. Moving on, gentlemen. Mm. Good responses for that team you're soon going to own. All right. Can we can we just take a moment now to talk about Aaron Rodgers? What are you guys' thoughts on him going to the Jets? How crazy is it that it's the Jets of all the teams in the NFL, which a certain other Packers quarterback made it over to? I mean, I, I think I said something like this a year and a half ago when you're in the early recordings of the show. I said I thought Rodgers was turning into a strange Favre. And, and I said something like, what's next? He's going to go to the Jets. What is it with... Packers and going to the Jets, and do you think this is even going to be like anything? Is he going to have a good year, or is it going to sort of just dwindle off, and then he's going to send inappropriate picks and be out of the NFL? What do you guys <laughs> I think, think? We've had this conversation, I, but I wanted to bring it back up because now it's almost actually happening. He's weird. He's way weirder than Brett Favre. Way weirder. Brett Favre. Yeah, did the, some the Brett stuff. Favre is is scummy weird. Yeah, like, Rogers is just. Just a weird dude. He's off. He's a great. He thought he thought he was a guy's guy, but he's just a scummy, no. scummy he's, jerk. Yeah, he's kind of a turd sandwich. Yeah, I don't know. No, you know, I've I've uh I've been I've liked the Jets for a while, and they've really just been, a, in my opinion, a quarterback away. So I think it's a great fit. That you know they have great offensive pieces, great wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he wants to even bring in um, some wide receivers of his own. Of course. Who else is uh, going to train lobbying. wide receivers? He did already. Yeah. Lazard. Alan Lazard. Lazard. Lazard went first to the Jets. Yeah. And that was part of what they were trying to do to get Rodgers to go there. They also they brought in Nathaniel Hackett, hired Hackett as a coordinator. You know, they're doing yeah. all these things to try to bring Rodgers in, and it worked. Nice. So Chris, I mean, Denver Denver tried to do that uh, last season, too, and that, that it didn't work out for them. I mean, obviously, it wasn't like – same situation where we only have one year left on his contract. But uh but is it one year left on his contract? I'm not even sure about that. They're reworking Rogers' contract. Okay. But I think um, he had two. Um and the Packers are reworking it now. And then when the trade is done, the Jets will rework the contract again. So gotcha. I can't say what it's gonna end up at. It could end up yeah. just one year. And if it does, then my my comment that I made a few weeks ago might come to fruition where he ends up on the Vikings the following year for one year. Mm, maybe. Just like far. But, uh, but, you know, as far as their defense and offense, I think they're set and ready to go. They just need a quarterback. So I'm, I'm going to be rooting for them. Uh, as long as he's not hurting my bears, I'm going to be rooting for them. Not a chance. Not me. No, thank you. <laughs> Rogers can pound sand. I, I just think the coincidence of it is hilarious it's just so odd out of all the teams that's the one and he pretty much was the one in favor of this like all along he he sought this out it wasn't like the jets were dying oh we have to get rogers it was like something's in the water in green bay and you just can't function normally after a certain point that's my best theory 
and I haven't Good met one, a Packer yeah. who disproves it. <laughs> they all go a he little was, loopy. Yeah, he, he, the, the Jets were his, his top choice, but it is kind of funny that in, in both situations, um, they both felt that they were a quarterback away, the Jets, I'm saying. Um, so it was it was a good place for both of them to go to. We can move on. I have one more question that's this is a little bit more like down to earth of what we we're talking about for the show here. So we we're talking about drafts. You guys had your mock draft, your confidence draft, NFL drafts happening. If you're an NFL team, how do you gauge and when do you gauge how well your team that's in charge of selecting the draft picks, how long does it take? When do you say it's been going on too long? We need to like overhaul our whole draft team Mm -hmm. or versus, Oh, there's still time. Their picks could still be worth it. Like how do you, how do you judge that in something that you never really know how they're going to turn out real quick? I think only one person needs to answer this. And I know Peter has it, Peter. What is the Go ahead, Peter? Three years. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Three to four years. Three years. That's how long. That's how long it takes. Yeah, that's how long it takes for some players to develop and really make sure that they're they're good. Yeah, you know, at three years. Yes, agreed. Three years, you can determine if a player is good. When do you determine if your draft selection team, your scouts, is done? Your scouts, everyone who's making the recommendations, because three years determines one player. How many years of good or bad players do you put up with your scouts, your draft selection team? Well, I mean, I, I guess in most case, most cases, you're, you know, the first and the second pick need to make a quicker impact. Um, so, you know, you kind of look at looking those players first and if they're not developing quickly, then they're making some bad moves. But overall for the entire trap, it does take about three years, but yeah, it, it, it takes time. Unfortunately, it really, takes time. Yeah. I, I just was going to say, I think it goes hand in hand, Matt. I mean, the the scouts, the the GM, all that stuff, it's usually three, sometimes four years because it is based on what are we seeing from the players that they drafted. And so the team is then going to go, okay, those players didn't pan out. These guys clearly don't have it. We've got to move on. Well, and you see that's exactly what happened with Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace, just he had bad draft after bad draft. And the Bears being who they were, they gave him an extra amount of time because that's what they do. I would not have given Pace that much time. It happened with Phil Emery, too. 100%. But the problem is that you also kind of need to let GMs kind of grow into their position at the same time. So maybe we're cutting the cord too soon, but at a certain point, if you just don't see that things are working the way they should, yeah, you got to cut it down. And I would say... Three years later, after their first draft, if their first picks, if their first group of picks are not performing well, and they're, you know, the ones that were two years ago and last year are not doing what they should be doing, I would start to think real hard. You're not wrong. I think we've just yeah. been burned as Bears fans. Mm-hmm. I, I think right now, Ryan Pohl's major concern is just wide receiver. I mean, he, he, he traded easily for DJ Moore. I don't know where he kind of ranks if he's a top 10, top 15 wide receiver, but every other wide receiver he's either traded for or drafted has not panned out. So that is, is not that is been a concern. easy. Well, we'll see what happens this year and then three years from now. That's right. All right. It is time for the question out of left field. Matthew, time and time again, I ask you, what is the question out of left field, sir? 
Glad you asked, Peter. Oh, thank you. The question out of left field. This is that part of the show where the only part of the question that has to do with sports mm-hmm. is that fun little intro right there. Now, gentlemen, let me ask you. Silly goose. What would a lifetime of free cheeseburgers be worth to you? Whoa. Depends whoa, from where. Whoa. Yeah, where are they from? Yeah. High quality, excellent cheeseburgers. That's all you need to know for now. It's not a McDonald's cheese. It's a nice cheeseburgers quality from cheeseburger. No, they're not from any particular restaurant. Just a <laughs> nice cheeseburger. <laughs> so nothing for Chris. You know, I, I love cheeseburgers. Um, better quality. I love smash burgers. If it's a smash burger, you then could make I'm... it into a smash burger, Alex. So what would that be worth to you? A lifetime of as many as you want. I mean, give me an example, like of what you're asking, like what? How many would you be willing Klondike to do? Like bars, where you eat? <laughs> like what's <laughs> Is it money? Are we talking monetary value, or are we talking like I know something what? stupid? We would something do. stupid, Chris. I think you knew where this was going. So, is this an indecent proposal situation, Matt? <laughs> no, Omaha Steaks is mm. having a contest now. Mm, it's called know. Enter Your Bun for the I'm chance out. to I'm be the already. one. You you enter a contest, and if you win, you get their free cheeseburgers for life. But you have to get a tattoo of a cheeseburger on your bun, your behind, done by some unique tattoo artist. Oh, I do that. That's yeah. easy. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I do that for sure. It, it'll I'm go. Out. It'll go nice with my other cheeseburger tattoo on my other. You're talking shake. Omaha Steaks cheeseburger. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do that. I get it. If it was Shake Shack or Freddy's, I'd do it. But I'm out with Omaha. Shake Shack? You'd get a tattoo for Shake Shack? I love Shake Shack burgers. <laughs> you know what, guys? We're gonna end on that note. On behalf of Alex, the Shake Shack lover, Chris Page, and our wonderful guest Matt Getz, my name is Peter, and you've been listening to the Hard Cap. <laughs>